Well, bless the wonderful name of Jesus, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled The King's Meet. This would be part number six, and it is subtitled The Voice of One. This message is rich, and you've definitely got to hear it. So grab a neighbor, grab a friend, let them know that Kingdom Rock is on the air, and tell them that today they can expect a miracle. All right, without any further ado, here comes that message entitled The Voice of One, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, uh, as you know, on last week, we were, were continuing in the series entitled The King's Meat. And this would actually be part number six, or seis, I believe, in the Espanol language. Part number six. And uh, what we want to do today, uh, we're going to go, I'm trying to get my, my clicker to work. I suppose it works when I do this. Let's see here. Help me out, Tia. Hit, the, hit that screen for me, please. Let's see if we can get it to work there. There we go. I think I got it to work. Let me see if I got it. All right. I think I got it there. All right. We want to speak from the subject today of the voice of one. The voice of one. The voice of one. We've, been, um, we've talked about uh, the king's meet. We've talked about the day of wonders, right? We're going to continue to talk about the day of wonders. We've talked about holiness. We've talked about holiness and, and righteousness and truth. Remember, holiness is not a denomination. Holiness simply means we can break the word down as to whole eyeness, right? Whole meaning nothing missing, nothing broken. I talks about the real you. Ness talks about the state of being. So holiness really is the state of being whole. I'm whole. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And the only reason that we go and do those sins or commit those errors that we do, especially those sins that so easily beset us, the only reason we do those things is because it, that something is missing in us and we're seeking to fill it. Yes. We're seeking to fill it. Remember, just like your natural body, this body here, right? Just like your natural body, when it is hungry, you will seek to fill it, right? We're on a fast now, so you know what I'm talking about. When you're hungry, your mind is on filling that body. Isn't that right? All day, you're thinking about it. I'm not going to begin to name foods and all that. But you seek to fill it, right? So the same way um, the spirit body, around the physical body, mimics the spirit, mimics your soul. When there is something empty in you, something missing, you will seek to fill it. You will seek to fill it. And uh, that's what sin really is. It's the devil offering you an opportunity to feel a desire that's, that's on the inside of you. But, of course, when we allow that to happen, bad things happen. Isn't that right? But when we are whole in the Lord, when our cup is full, he can come around with his temptations, but we don't want it. I'm done with that. I don't do, we say things like, I don't do that anymore, or... The things I used to do, I don't, I don't do. I don't want that. Why? Because I've been full in that area. I've been made full in that area. Isn't that something? So we've talked about that, and uh, we talked about the two types of holiness, two types of holiness. Uh, one is that true holiness, or we could, we could say it's, one, declared holiness. 
This is based upon faith in Jesus Christ alone. He calls you holy. And we say, yes, Lord. We say, amen. When you receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, he calls you holy. Holy meaning also set aside, set apart for God's use. You are reserved for his use. Remember, we gave an illustration about um, uh, Eric and I were up here. We were in a candy store, and, and there was that one last um, uh, lollipop there, and I sanctified it for myself. You remember that? And Eric didn't want it after I'd been licked on. He didn't want it anymore. In other words, I set that aside for me. And that's what God does with us when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. The blood of Jesus is sprinkled on, on, on us and over our lives. And we are then set aside for God's use. Praise the Lord. So we have to say yes and amen to that. We have to say yes and amen. And so it is. And so it is. I am holy unto the Lord. Amen. Then we said there is another, um, there's another type of holiness, which, which is called manufactured holiness. We can break that word down to man. You factored that man. You made that in a factory. This is something man-made and a man-made holiness. We call self-righteousness or religion, right? And this is based solely upon your works, your works of righteousness or your righteous deeds alone. This is bad. Because you can't do enough right uh, to be pleasing in the sight of God. This is what trips a lot of people up when they think about religion. They think uh, that I've got to do all these good things and then God will really like me and let me in his presence. He'll really bless me once I do all these right things. But remember, if that's our mentality, we're in that false holiness, that manufactured holiness. We're in that religion. And my wife gave a very wonderful example of that this morning about uh, two people being married. You know, two people being married. Uh, if the husband says to the wife, well, I'm going to, I'm not going to um, cheat on you because I don't want to uh, break the law. That's the only reason I'm not going to commit adultery with you, with someone else, is because I don't want to break the law. That's the only reason why. I, I don't think that she's going to uh, really like that too much. That's the only reason you're not going to cheat on me because you don't break the law. What about love? How about you loving me? Right? And we don't want that type of relationship with the Lord. We say, Lord, the only reason I'm not, uh, hey, not going to sin, not going to sin, uh, because I don't want you to strike me down. I don't want you to curse me. So this is why I'm going to go to church, because I don't, want you to, I don't want you to curse me. I don't want, you to, I don't want bad things to happen. This is why I'm going to take communion today. This is why I left home today, because, I don't, you know, because I, I, I'm doing this, because I don't want you to do bad stuff to me or let bad stuff happen to me. But what about love? Are you hearing? Who wants that type of relationship with somebody? Nobody wants that type. Nobody wants that type. Are you hearing? So we're building a love relationship. And on that note, we also talked about uh, Jesus versus religion. Jesus versus religion. Let's try to get that going. All right. We're talking about Jesus versus religion and that we've got to get our mind set correct okay the reason we come to church is not to fulfill a religious quota i didn't come today to make myself feel good i came today to experience the presence of the lord to love on him 
so that he can love on me. I need him. Are you hearing? I came today for the fellowship of the saints. I love y'all. I pray you love me too. And I pray we love one another. Are you hearing? When you're in the fellowship of the saints, it's good. You know, like that old song, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see. Troubles are all the same. You want to go where. Isn't that something? When you're out there by yourself, if you're going through, I mean, let's say you're going on a long trip somewhere and you're, you're, you're on the side of the highway, you got a flat tire and you don't have a spare, but you're out there by yourself, who can you call? Who can you call? Who can you call? Is there anyone that you can call to help you? You know? But I tell you, if you got a friend, you can simply call out my name. And you know wherever I am, I come running. Which brings some fall. All you got to do is call. Are you hearing? You're having that type of relationship. Okay, it's more than just being up on the side of the road, but when we get into fits of depression or anguish or things are just not going well for us, it's good to be able to call someone, have being in a relationship. Can you pray for me right now? Can you pray for me? I need help in this area. It's good to have someone that you can call. And this is a part of the fellowship. Remember, man didn't make church. Jesus made church right? He said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, man puts his fingers all in this thing and messes it all up and makes it religified, but it was never supposed to be about religion. It's supposed to be about relationship. Are you hearing? Oh, let's try this about relationship. Thank you. I think it's working now. Praise God. Did you do that? No, you didn't. You did. Okay. All right. So we talked last week about Jesus versus religion, two separate things, okay? Jesus did not come, the Lord Jesus did not come to bring us a set of rules and regulations. He came to uh, build that bridge between God the Father and us so that we could have that relationship with him once again. We're so grateful for that, amen? All right, there are four, as we get into, back into the message just briefly, there are four dimensions to the gospel, four dimensions of Christianity, four dimensions. Now, I uh, pray you're here. Are you, are you ready now to go with me? We're about to, you're about to taxi down the runway. You ready? You got your tray tables down. You got your seat belts fastened on. Oxygen mask ready. Hallelujah. Are we about to, we're about to get on down the road now. All right, there are four dimensions to the gospel, four dimensions, four dimensions. The first dimension is the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ when you are born again. Isn't that wonderful? I pray that you are born again. There are four dimensions. The first dimension, you're born again. You've, you've heard the gospel preached. You received Jesus. Yes, Lord, I believe in your death, burial, and resurrection. And the Lord has forgiven all of your sins. I mean, he has wiped them out. The Bible declares that because of this new covenant, because the blood of Jesus was so powerful, it has put your sins out of God's sight completely. It is as if you have never done it. 
Isn't that something? That's that born again experience. And then we, we are meant to move on to the second dimension. The second dimension is where we develop an intimate relationship with God, right? We, beget, we begin to uh, get to know him, right? The Lord Jesus said, uh, he said he wants us to learn of him. We get to know him. We get to know him. So one, you've received the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You are now born again. You're born of God. Praise the Lord. Secondly, we move into an intimate relationship with him. Now, there is a hindrance to in uh, step two, and many people don't uh, really acknowledge that or are not aware of that. Even though our spirit man is new with God, there can still be blocks or, or hindrances in your uh, in your uh, intimate relationship with him. There can still be blocks that, that are there. They're not there spiritually, and it's not there physically. There are just some, there can be emotional blocks. When you want to be intimate with God, you close your eyes and say, Lord, I want to know you. Lord, I want to feel you. Lord, come, come. I want to be closer to you. I want to be closer to you. I want to be closer to you. And for some and for some that are born again, some that are born of God can't really do that. They just sort of, it's just sort of too bright. And they just sort of, just sort of, mm, I can't right now. Some reasons are because of unrepented sin. There are some things there that just we just need to give it out before the Lord. Lord, I'm, I did this. I'm sorry. Please wash it away in your precious blood. I, I need to receive your forgiveness. And for some, uh, it's because we have not forgiven others. And for um, some other reasons, it can be because of some traumatic emotional experience we had, and we could be holding anger and resentment toward God. But we're meant to develop an intimate walk with him. You were built for an intimate relationship with God. You were built to uh, be intimate with him. As a matter of fact, he wanted to be so intimate with you that he decided to live in you. He can live anywhere on the planet, anywhere, anywhere. He's everywhere, right? But he decided to dwell on the inside of you. You are the temple of his spirit. He decided to dwell in you. He desires an intimate walk and fellowship with you. Now, if we're not having that fellowship with him, we need to begin to ask why. Why? If we can't get to the place where we can just, as a matter of fact, try it right now. Just close your eyes and say, Lord, I want to be intimate with you. I want to receive you more and more and more. I want to fellowship with you. I want to draw near to you. Let me feel your presence. Let me feel your embrace. Mmm. Mmm. I'm telling you, you should feel the presence of the Lord there. And if you, if when you're doing that, you can't feel him. If when you're doing that, even now in church or in your private time, you just can't feel him. You just can't feel him. There's a block there because you are meant to feel him. You are meant to experience his presence. Some things can happen. could have happened in childhood or your early adult life. Or, but things, there can be a block there. And you're going to have to get to God and say, Lord, I, I want to pray. I really want to seek your face. But... There's something there. Can you please remove that? Can you walk me through the steps of removing those blocks and hindrances toward, uh, for, from our relationship? Does that make sense to you? So one, every human being is meant to be born again, meant to be saved. 
two, every human being is meant to have a, a flourishing, intimate relationship with God. Every human being, every Christian, are you hearing? There's a third dimension to this. There's a third dimension. There's a third dimension. The third dimension, the third dimension is when we, when you experience his grace and power inwardly. Are you hearing me? You begin to see God working in you. Now, you begin to see God working in you. Okay, now, and in developing an intimate walk with God and seeing God work in you, the best, some of the best ways to see this happen is through trials and tribulations. You don't have to ask God, Lord, send me through some trials so I can know you better. No, you don't have to. Don't even mention that. It's coming. As long as you are still breathing, it's coming. Okay? You're going to get to know God real good. When pain racks the body, friends turn their backs on you. You're feeling all alone. You're feeling all depressed, feeling down and out. No money coming in. Oh, God, what a money. Lose the job. Oh, you're going to get to know God real good. Okay? But it is, it is in these times that we develop that intimate walk with him. And it is in these times that we, or those times, when we begin to see God working in us. Especially when you fall flat on your back because of some sort of sin. You feel guilty. You feel shamed. God, why did I do that? You begin to see the grace of God, the power of God. When you need healing for your body, we, you should begin to, every born again believer should be able to experience this third dimension. This is when you have that testimony. You get it before the church. Hey, God worked in me. He did this. He did that. I know he's alive and well. He healed my body. He was a lawyer for me in the courtroom. He was a doctor for me in the sick room. He was a counselor for me when I was going crazy. I know God is real. You can say I got a testimony. Are you hearing? Every born again believer should be experiencing these three dimensions. Every born-again believer, first of all, you should know the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You should be born again. Secondly, you should have an intimate walk with God, growing closer and closer and closer to him. Thirdly, you should have a testimony of where you've seen the power of God working inwardly through you. Now, here's the thing. Many churchgoers just stop at step one. I receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. I'm born again. I got my fire insurance. Hey, praise the Lord. And that's just it. Fire insurance, you know, you're not going to hell. Fire. Hell. Down. Got fire insurance. The Lord saved me. Okay? Secondly, but, but many do not go into an intimate walk with the Lord having that private prayer time. That time when you can experience God, where the God of the Bible leaps off of the pages and you, you realize, hey, this thing is real. I feel your presence. Many don't go to step two, and I pray that you will go to step two. And even past step two into, into um, dimension number three, when you begin to see God working in you. See God working in your home. 
When you know there was, you know you could not have done this. Anybody got that testimony? You know that these things happened. You know it wasn't what the world calls luck. It wasn't luck. You know God worked with you. You know he delivered you. You know he did that. Those chance meetings, they say, I don't know, how did I meet you? I don't know how I passed cross. It must have been luck. No, it wasn't luck. It was God. It was a divine appointment. Are you hearing? So all of us should be able to experience God there in dimension three. But don't you know that there is a fourth dimension to our walk? And not many make it into the fourth dimension of the gospel. Now, all this is word. I'm just talking word right now. We haven't get, gotten a Bible yet, but we will in just a moment. I'm in the book. I assure you, I'm in the book. But there is a fourth dimension to this thing. There's a fourth dimension. I'm grateful that it couldn't fit on this slide because you would, some of you would want to. There's a fourth dimension to this. Anybody want to know what the fourth dimension of the gospel is? Let's look at the fourth dimension the fourth dimension is when you begin to experience his grace and power outwardly flowing through you to others are you hearing this is an outward sign of the kingdom of God God working through you to help somebody else this is what we call the day of wonders what a wonder when that person is sick and you go ahead and you lay hands on them. When that person is depressed and you give them a word from the Lord. When God ministers, begins to minister through you to somebody else. Fourth dimension. Fourth dimension. You'll find this all throughout the Gospels, all throughout the New Testament, all throughout the Old Testament for that matter. As God uses people to affect the change in other people's lives. It was never meant to be, Christianity was never meant to be a one, two, three dimension religion. I got Jesus. I'm happy. Woo. Oh, Lord, I feel your presence. It's so wonderful. Woo. You, you feel him too? Woo. I feel him, feel him. Oh, Lord, I feel you in my feet. I feel you in my hands. I feel you all over me. Woo. And then it stops. For many people, it stops right there i got my jesus you get him too if you want but i got my jesus and it stops right there but we're meant to experience the fourth dimension where god begins to work through you in the lives of others tell your neighbor i want that i want that i guarantee you there are people there are people right now on your job that want that people right now in your classroom that need that that want that are you hearing just watch the 6 o'clock news. People are going through a lot of crazy stuff right now. The shootings seem like they're shooting every other day somewhere. Somebody's getting shot. In schools, in high schools, in, in middle schools, on college campuses, in movie theaters. People are going out of their minds. They are afraid. They are terrified. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going to happen next. But when you come in there using the Lord using you in that fourth dimension and you give them a word from the Lord or you just put your arms around them or maybe the Lord would just use you just to smile at them hallelujah he can use all of you 
to effect a change in their lives. That's fourth dimension. When the Lord begins to work through you, when you ask him, Lord, work through me. Use me. Hallelujah. And when you do that, we really begin to fulfill the true commission. We really begin to feel, uh, fulfill that true commission. Now let's look a, little bit, uh, look a little bit further on here. As we go into uh, this gospel message, uh, the, this is here again, um, the King's Meet Part 6, The Voice of One. Let's go back into the book of Joshua. Remember, we, we said we would start here every week. And then Joshua, if you've got your Bibles, let's look at the, look at the whole scripture here. How are we still doing today? Y'all still good? Amen. Let's go back into the book of Joshua. Let's look at Joshua, the third chapter. Let's look at Joshua, the third chapter. And uh, we're just going to just do a little reading down to verse number five, verse one down to verse number five. Are you there? And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from um, uh, Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits, or about half a mile, we said, by measure. Come not, come not near unto it, that ye may um, know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way before. In other words, this is a brand new day. What God's going to do is a brand new day. You've not seen this before. All right. And let's look at uh, verse number five. And Joshua said, and Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you tomorrow. There's a day coming that the Lord will do wonders among you. Isn't that wonderful? I'm telling you, it is wonderful. Now, he used the word here. If you look at this, look, I underline some words for you. You see the word sanctify, right? Sanctify meaning to set apart from the rest. Let me show you this. Sanctify meaning to, uh, it means to consecrate. It means to sanctify. It means to prepare. It means to dedicate, right? This is what you do for yourself, to yourself. The, remember the word said sanctify yourself. Set yourself apart. The word means sanctify also means uh, hallowed, right? Be hallowed, be holy. It means to be sanctified, to be separate. And in, also in an effort to be separate, you have to do what? You have to leave something behind. Okay, you have to give up something to get something else. Give up something to get something else. It's worth it. Tell your neighbor, it's worth it. Because there's a day coming. There's a day coming. And that day is right now. There has never been a day so dark as currently. And guess what, folks? It's not getting brighter out there. It's getting darker. 
And if there is ever a time for the light of the gospel to shine, it's right now. It's right now. This is the day of wonders. This is the fourth dimension. Now, I'm telling you about this because how can you receive it unless you know about it? Unless it is brought to your attention. We've got to ask God, Lord, allow me to walk in that fourth dimension. Allow me to walk in the gifts of the Spirit. Allow me to walk with your Holy Spirit uh, flowing in me and through me. We need to get to the place where when, when you walk in the room, we become like thermostats. We set the temperature, not like thermometers. People walk in, who who feels evil in here? Who? There's no love in here. There's no love. That's a thermometer. Are you hearing me? We can, we all know that. But we need thermostats. Somebody who can come in if it's cold. Ooh, it's cold. People are cold in here. Somebody can turn it up and make it hot. Hot with the love of Christ. Somebody who can change the temperature, change the atmosphere. We need atmosphere changers. When you go into a place and it, and it, it is this hostility and just, it's, it's hostile, we need to believe God for uh, the peace of God to be in us. Where we can maintain the peace of God and release the peace of God in the atmosphere. And it changes it. Say, Lord, I want to be a thermostat. Well, praise the Lord. Now, let's look at this sanctification process just for a moment because it is, it is more simple than, than not. 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter, verse 14. I've got it broken down for you. 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. It reads like this. Actually, let's go turn your Bibles to 2 Chronicles before we get to our hot verse here. Let's go back to 2 Chronicles. I want to read the verse before it and actually the verse after it as well. Let me know when you got it. Say, I got it when you got it. All right. It's like popcorn in here. It's like popcorn. It's like popcorn. I'm getting it. All right. Good, good, good. We'll wait just a moment. Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter. We'll look at verses 13, 14, and 15. I was able to get mine pretty quick today. We thank the Lord for a little technology. Are you hearing? Amen. All right, Second Chronicles, the uh, seventh chapter, verse number uh, thirteen. Now it starts off with the word "if." The word "if" in many translations is as uh, translated as "when." Okay, as "when." All right. So let's go with this: If or when I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if or when I command the locusts to devour the land. Or if or when I send pestilence among the people. Verse 14, back on our screen. If or when my people, which are called by my name, shall do what? Humble themselves and what? And pray and what? Seek my face and what? And turn from their wicked ways. And then what will God do? Then will I hear from heaven and what? 
Forgive their sins and do what? And heal their lands. Verse 15. Now mine eyes shall be open and ears uh, attent unto the prayers that is made in this place. Now, verse 14 is a wonderful verse for sanctification. It is just sopping with it. Sopping with it. What I, now, what I want you to notice, if you came, if you were just a poor, ordinary person with no quote-unquote Christian experience, if you did not know Christianese, all the terms and all the, all the logo, uh, lingo, that is. If you didn't know all of that stuff and you heard the gospel message, the first thing we want to do, we, we realize there's sin there. First thing we want to do is we want to turn from it and start going the right way. Isn't that right? The very first thing. But don't you know, really, that's the last thing? Look at the verse again. He said, the first thing we ought to do in, in an effort to change things around, we got to humble ourselves. Because those that just simply begin to turn first, they don't stay turned very long. Today they say, oh, I sin, I'm wrong, until they see something that they really like, and then they right back out there into the world. First, the Lord says, humble yourself. Get rid of the pride. Get rid of the arrogance. This is not all about you. This is about Jesus. He says the very first thing we should do. Now, understand something. Repentance is not something that we just do when we first give our lives to the Lord. We should be repenting continually. Because there's always something that God is showing you about you that you need to turn from. Are you hearing? I pray I'm not the only one that is still repenting before the presence of God. Hallelujah. I don't care how long you've been saved. There still needs to be some repentance going on. Hallelujah. You don't need, I'm telling you, if you don't meet me to the altar, some of you need to beat me to the altar. Are you hearing? If the day ever comes when we say, well, I'm good, I don't need to repent. You on the wrong road. Okay? So, he first says, humble yourself. Humble yourself. And really the problem, the reason why we sin, let's say, let's say if last night you just went and you had yourself a, a time out with some people you didn't have anybody having business been with and you just did this and that and the other. That's really, and we, we go before God and we confess that, Lord, I got drunk lord i did this lord i did that but that's not really the source of the sin the source of the sin is the thing we really need to confess first is lord i stopped praying like i should have lord i stopped reading my bible like i should have i stopped going to church i stopped meditating your word like i should have because understand all these spiritual things fill you up and when your cup goes down, now understand, whenever you fill yourself up, it's not a permanent feeling. Just like your body, if, if you eat a Thanksgiving meal right now, let's say, remember, oh, I bet not, we fasted. <laughs> I'm going to try to make it very quick. You get full, okay, and, and it's over at 12. I mean, you're so full that you had to unbuckle your pants. Unbutton your, anybody know what I'm talking about? 
You may not want to tell nobody, I understand. You unbuck, unbuckle your pants, zip, zip down just a little bit. Make sure you take your shirt out as to cover up the zipper. So nobody will know that your pants no longer fit. You've expanded. Just look, keep looking straight ahead. Nobody's going to know. And what happens? Around, let's say we ate it. Oh, Lord, I hate that word again. But we did that, and we became full, and by 3 o'clock, we're looking again. 6 o'clock, we're definitely looking again. Right? The natural body's like that. Also, your, the real you, your spirit is like that as well. That's why we got to continue to be filled. Continue to be filled. Continue to put the word of God in you. Continue to labor in his presence. Continue to call upon him. Continue to seek his face. Continually, continually. The moment you stop, it just begins to go down very slowly. Very slowly. You're still in the Lord. You stop, but you stop. You didn't pray yesterday like you should have. Okay. Oop, going down a little bit more. Tuesday, you were really just tired. You just, you just, just didn't. Really had a lot going on. Oop, going down a little bit more. Wednesday, uh, running, got to work late. Oh, you know, people get on your nerves. Lord, not right now. Oop. Thursday. Oh. And then here comes the devil saying, hey, I got something that'll help you out. I see you hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry. I see you hungry. Here, try this. And before, we wouldn't have, uh, no, I don't want to do that. No, no, no. Then all these thoughts begin to come to your head. Then you begin to dream about different stuff. You're not full. And the enemy can see when you're not full. And he brings you all these things. Are you hearing? So we fall, we, we, we fall to it, and, and we get down on our knees. Oh, God, forgive me. I did it again. Please forgive me for getting drunk, but it's not the drunk that's the problem. The problem is that you didn't stay full. Does that make sense to you? I didn't stay full. I got to continue to get in that word. I got to eat. You turn to them and tell them, you got to eat. You got to eat. Okay, if you don't eat God's good food, you're going to eat another kind of food. But you are going to eat somewhere. Hallelujah. All right, so first thing, humble yourselves. And then the Lord says, next thing, you have to humble yourself. What? Pray. Pray. Now, we haven't turned yet, have we? Haven't turned yet. He says, humble yourself first. Notice that you're not... You're not all of that. Praise God. Humble yourself first, and then you must pray. Wonder what we're praying about. We're probably praying, God, forgive me for what I've done. I want to do right. I want to do better. We're turning unto him. We begin to ask him now. Right? The third thing we do is what? Seek his face. We begin to go after him. We began to go after him, seeing him as our source. Now, you can only go in one place at one time. If I ask you to come, oh, let's try this out. Yes, yes, yes. Who can help me out here today? Who can help me out here today? Who wants to help me out here today? Yes, yes. All right, Brother Stigar, come on. He's one. He's a brave man, I'm telling you. Brave man, brave man. Come on up, brave man. Come on, brave man. All right. 
And uh, would you stand right here, brother? Stand right here today. Don't worry about it. I'm still the pastor. You, you're right here. You might have one more, one more brave soul to come up. One more brave soul to come up. Don't worry. You won't say about anything. One more brave soul. Come on. One more brave soul. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. Brother Gene's coming up. Another brave soul. Another brave soul. We don't know whether they're brave or just a little off to come up here, but another brave soul. Little of both. All right. All right. Good, good, good. All right, gentlemen. I want you to turn back to back for me. Just turn back to back there. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Now, we can only go in one direction at a time. When the Bible says, seek God, seek the face of God, you can only seek in one direction at a time. All right? Now, let's see these two men. Brother, I want you to go that way and that way at the same time. Brother, I want you to go this way and that way at the same time. All right, go! <laughs> there... They're trying us. I see little sparks going off in the head there. Little sparks can't, can't, can't. They, they, they can't do it. They, they cannot do it. Can't go. But if I give them a clear direction, brother, take five steps that way. Brother, take five steps. Turn around and go that way. Five steps. All right. Some of y'all are counting too, boy. I'm telling you. <laughs> they have completed the assignment, right? All right. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise for them. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're all famous now. Oh, praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? We can only seek in one direction at a time. Okay? Uh, if you got a, a, a hankering, I better go back to that food thing. If you got a monkey on your back, okay, you want to go after that one thing. You, it's not multiple things. When there's a strong need, there's usually one thing you want to go after. Okay? He said, seek my face. Remember, what we started with humbling. Secondly, we begin to pray. Thirdly, we begin to seek him and not the other thing. Remember, the Lord said in that Matthew, the sixth chapter, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Begin to seek the Lord, right? And then we finally get to what? Turning. Just right now, after humbling ourselves and praying and seeking his face, now we actually turn. And now when we turn here, as we turn from our wickedness, we stay turned away. Because you've gone through a process. And then the Lord said, hey, then and only then will he hear from heaven. And the word here in the Old Testament is, is synonymous with actions or answer. Then will I hear or, or answer from heaven. And uh, he will what? Then he will forgive sins and he'll heal your land. Is that wonderful? All right. So we see things are wrong. We see that um, so many things have been cut off in our lives. The first thing you do is not turn. First thing you do is humble. Second thing you do is what? You pray. Third thing you do is what? begin to seek after him seek after him for the solution and then doing those three will give you strength enough to turn other than that you don't have the strength let's go for another five minutes then we're going to close out today i want to, I want to let you see this as well today let's, let's look at a couple of more because i want you to see how sanctification uh, always precedes the day of wonders 
Sanctification always precedes the day of one. Let's go back into Joshua, Joshua 7, 13. Verse 13 says, Up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou, cannot, thou canst not stand uh, before thine enemy until ye take away the accursed thing from among you. Right? Got to get this thing out so that we can see the power of God revealed. Exodus 19, verse number 10 says, The Lord said unto Moses, Go, go unto the people and do what? Sanctify them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes. That's a good thing. And be ready against the third day for something's going to happen on the third day. What's going to happen on the third day? The Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon, the, upon Mount Sinai. Sanctify first. Sanctify first. Then you're going to see the wonders. Come away first, and then you're going to see the wonders. Let's look at 2 Corinthians, and we'll really stop here today. I think 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, verse 17 and 18, it says, Wherefore, come out from among them. And be one separate, that is sanctify, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and what will happen? I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Isn't that something? So we went through all of that to say this, really. Went through all of that. I could do a whole lot more, but we're stopping right here. I think, I believe that you received that today. Amen. We're separating ourselves, especially in the time of fasting. We're separating ourselves unto the Lord so that we may see the Lord do wonders. But you will need his grace and help to separate yourself. Remember, we're not telling you to quit your job, say goodbye to friends and all of that stuff. No. This separation must happen on the inside first. And unless it happens in you, it won't be lasting. You simply go right back to it. There is a day of wonders coming, and it is present. When the Lord Jesus Christ will rise in his body, and you're going to see the fourth dimension of the gospel being revealed. When God works through his body to effect a change in others' lives. Now, I'm just not speaking about a so there's thing called social gospel. A social gospel where we go in and we give blankets to the homeless and we and we and we uh, give shelter to the people and we give them food and drink. Now that's good. That is a part of the gospel as we minister as we minister to those who have not. But that's more of a social gospel and it is needed. But there is the power of God uh, that is coming forth throughout the body. Remember, we don't want to deny the power of God. We want to welcome his power and his presence. Because I'm telling you, they need more than just a bag of chips or a cold drink of water. They need a word from the Lord. This world needs a whole lot more than just more than our, than our economy going better. They need the Lord. And there are a whole lot of people that don't know. They say, I don't know if God is real or not. But what will happen when he shows himself strong through you? I pray that you will allow him to do that, that you will walk in that fourth dimension of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you would allow him to use you in ways that you've never known before. Just give him a try. Just give him a chance. 
We thank God for you today. We're done. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. 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 We adore you, Jesus. We adore you. We adore you, oh God. We adore you. In the name of Jesus, we love you. We love you, God. We love you, Lord, so much. We love you, Father. We love you so much in Jesus' name. Now, those of you that are in this place today, if you have not crossed over into the first dimension of grace, that is, if you've not received Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, now is the time to do it. Or well, if you say, well, I don't know, right now with every head bowed, every eye closed. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.